Our scripture text this morning comes from Jeremiah, the 29th verse. I'm reading verses 10 through 13. Follow along on the screen, or if you have your Bible with you, you may find that as well. For thus says the Lord, Only when Babylon's seventy years are completed will I visit you, and will I fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with a hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me, if you seek me with all your heart. The word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm so grateful to be here this morning. It's uh, wonderful to uh, get to know my Good Shepherd family. Uh, And that's one thing that I want us to get used to. We are a family here at Good Shepherd. It doesn't matter if we are worshiping online, if we are uh, worshiping at home later on this week. Um, I know it's, it's a hard concept for those of us who have grown up in the church all of our lives to, to know that you can actually worship sometime other than between 8.30 and 12 on Sunday morning. But I know life, life happens for all of us, and sometimes we have to worship at enough time. And it's great that we can, we can worship together uh, because our, our online services and through YouTube and, and all of the connections, and I don't know all the details and pieces and parts yet, but we know we're out there. We're among those who, who may, it may be Friday afternoon and you're worshiping with us, and we're grateful that you are here today. Uh, I've had a wonderful welcome this week, I've, uh, and even before this week, uh, I've seen faces that this week that have connected with cards and emails that I have gotten, and I, I won't have all your names done by next week, but I'll work on it, okay? <laughs> I'll give it a shot, so uh, I'm glad that, to be able to start putting names with faces. Uh, it's been a wonderful welcome, and I thank you for that, and I'm looking forward to our ministry together as we build our Good Shepherd family and build those relationships. I want to welcome our visitors. If you're here this morning, maybe for your first time, or if you just wanted to see what that new pastor was like. You heard, you heard there's a new pastor, so you just want to come and check it out. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for uh, checking us out online and, and visiting with us if this is your first time. But what you need to know, what you need to know from this point on is now that you've been here, whether you're online or with us in sanctuary, you are now a part of the Good Shepherd family. So, uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your prayer requests. We want to hear your comments as, as, the, as the sermon goes on. And I'm used to teaching junior high. So if you're here in this uh, uh, congregation and you want to say something or you want to ask a question, as long as you're not throwing something, I'm good. <laughs> so, uh, and I'll probably be able to dodge whatever you throw if I see it coming. So, please, let's have some interaction time together. Let's be a family. Let's be respectful that we're in worship. But let us come together and grow our relationships. I've heard it said many times that if you want to make God laugh, just tell God your plans. Can I get an amen there? I don't know about you folks, but I know that this has been my experience that this statement holds true in my life. As a young girl growing up in East Tennessee, I certainly did not plan to be standing here this morning in the pulpit of Good Shepherd United Methodist Church or any other church for that matter. Uh, as a new pastor, as your new pastor, 
as a, as a beginning pastor early on in my ministry. And, and I didn't expect this, but God had a plan. I'm not sure I really did a whole great deal of planning as a child, uh, except for when the next ball game was scheduled or the next track meet was happening or, or what time the next band practice occurred, when a teenage fraternal meetings might be, or, or maybe even an event that was upcoming on my social schedule. That's all I planned about. I was then and I am now a, a huge sports fan. And participation in and attending such events consumed my time. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Then there was school, which was a requirement in my house for all of those other privileges to do these other activities. Education was important. And as a lifelong, multi-generational Methodist being reared in a Christ-centered home, church events took precedence over everything. Family time was important, but church and family were just a part of who we were, who we are, and a natural expression of who, who and what we did. All other activities took place in and amongst family life and church activities. Faith was ingrained in part of my life from an early age, even when I could not define what it was that guided my values, my choices, and my experiences. So eventually, eventually my plans, my plan took me to Cookville, Tennessee. I graduated from college with a, uh, uh, there at Tennessee Tech. Then I moved to Murfreesboro where I earned my first master's degree, and those were both in education. And I say these were my plans because I thought I was in charge of my life at that point and the direction it took. Anybody else in there? Anybody else in there? I was only lulled into this way of thinking. But as I look back at, you know, at all, not 18, 20-something-year-olds, they know everything in life, right? Any of you sitting out there? Y'all, y'all know. The rest of us are just lost, aren't we? But what I can look back now, and I can see God's planning and timing at work throughout my life, despite my own free will and the choices that I made. But I know now that this experience is provenient grace. And we'll talk about that as we go. But for those of you who've heard that term, it just means that God was before us in everything we do, whether we know it or not. So Regina's plans led to an 18-year career in education, teaching for Metro Nashville School System and answering my first call. God was a part of this time in my life as God prepared me and equipped me to be a better pastor. Teaching is a ministry. It was my first ministry. But it's a ministry, and for those of you who are teachers, who have been teachers, who are no teacher, you can understand what a divine responsibility and privilege it is to be a part of shaping young minds. It's become increasingly challenging over these last few years, and only someone called to this profession can survive and be effective in shaping young lives in a positive way. Blessings. Blessings on those of you who have answered the call to this noble profession. And I say, I say only God could have called me off of the playground. I enjoyed it. I loved to teach. I, lo- I loved being outside. And teaching is a part of who I am. You will soon come to know that I enjoy playful banner and would choose playing over adulting any time if given the opportunity. But that being said, I love being a pastor. 
God worked hard to get me to this point. And, and I gave my best effort in resisting the call to ministry. God's plans are always far better than any plan any of us can imagine. My years spent in the classroom and, and everything that led me to this point were simply a preparation for being the minister that I'm called to be. And I say I ran from the ministry for about six years, but others would testify that it was much longer. But eventually what I came to realize was that in order to be an obedient follower of Christ, that I had to submit to the one who, who loves me more than I can imagine and understands me better than I can myself if I was ever going to be the one who I was created to be. So here I am. I tried the Regina plan of ministry, and each time those doors were closed. But as I began to follow God's plans, doors began to open, and I never knew the things that existed and the doors that were out there and available to me until I submitted to God's plans. I eventually landed at Memphis Theological Seminary and, and received my Master's Divinity, and I became a, a elder in full connection with the United Methodist Church in 2007. And some days it seemed like a lifetime ago and others only yesterday when I made that commitment to allow God to direct my plans. Some days I get it right. Other days I fail. But God's grace goes before me and God's unconditional love supports me every day as I strive to fulfill the calling of being a pastor. Now, I've been a part and served churches of all sizes, and I've encountered many scenarios. I've been a youth pastor. I've participated in mountaintop and other mission services. I've served the walk to Emmaus, among countless other opportunities that have blessed my ministry. I'm so excited, in case you can't tell. I'm excited to be serving Good Shepherd United Methodist Church. And I cannot wait to see what ministries God has in store for us. And we're God, and we will journey together. As we begin our journey together, there are a few words that come to mind. These words connect my life journey to dreams that I have for Good Shepherd. I invite you to explore these words with me for a few minutes this morning and concepts that, that I hope that you too will be committed to joining me on this journey into future and we prayerfully seek God's guidance and direction. Our discernment and our actions grow as our faith grows. One of my favorite Bible verses is the one we just read this morning from Jeremiah 29, 11. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for, plans for your welfare and not to harm, a give a future with hope. But I also, as I began to, to, to get into that word, we, we see that, that verse a lot. We see it on plaques. We see it uh, on uh, Facebook, on memes. We see it a lot of things. But there's a lot of good stuff before and after that verse. These verses always seem to crop up in my devotion time as I was struggling about going into the ministry. Uh, but it was also always a time when I was confused or when I was fearful. But I grew to love these verses it's, it's from the verses that I pull the words that will guide today's message. Much like the exiles in Israel to which God was speaking through the prophet Jeremiah, 
Good Shepherd United Methodist Church, as well as the most of the rest of the world, has experienced a period of pause. Two years ago, we could have never determined that a distant virus would so drastically change our world, affect our, our interactions with others, and alter our ways of life. All of us have faced challenges at various, of various kinds. It's been a difficult time to be in leadership as a pastor, as church leaders, as family leaders. It's been hard to know when and how to make decisions for the good of the whole while not alienating folks along the way. It's been a tough two years, but we see glimpses of a new way of life that, that with the right attitude we can make it better than it ever was before. We've come to the other side of an arduous journey. Stronger in our resolve. Better at our willingness to adapt. And resilient in our efforts to move forward. God did not cause this pandemic. But God has certainly used this complicated time to grow our faith and our reliance on our Creator. Our lives can sometimes feel like we're on pause, can it? But some may have even cho- chosen to, to give up the fight altogether and remove themselves for act, from active participation in life. It's been a confusing time. And what we need to do is to take a step back. And if we take a step back and be honest with ourselves and take an honest uh, assessment, most of the time we can see that God is at work even when we feel that we're floundering alone or on a voyage of rough waters that, that uh, are just moving so fast around us we can't slow things down. So, hear these guiding words and hear how they come to play with us this morning. These words act as directing principles and anchoring points by which we can navigate our future journey. They can energize us to embrace a future that looks different from the past and rekindle our efforts to move forward. I encourage each of you to embrace these words as stepping stones into the opportunities that lie ahead for Good Shepherd. First one is prayer. Prayer is that foundational anchor that connects us to God and to each other. Growing up and, and listening to prayers, I always thought, probably like many of you, the more words and the more flowery phrases, the better the prayer. Can I get an amen? There you go. Talk back to me. I grew to understand that prayer is simply conversation with God. Just like you talk to a friend. Prayer is simple conversation. And we all need to be in prayer for for each other, for the congregation, and for the future that lies ahead. Prayer is a venue through which we can communicate with God by sharing our inmost dreams and even our fears. God's good enough for those things too. We must listen to the answers God gives us through through audible words, through those gut feelings and, and those unsuspecting words of others. That's how I connected as I struggled with the ministry People would say something and they had no clue what I was thinking about. Or I'd get that gut feeling that ah, this is what God wants me to do. Those are conversations that come from God. Prayer is a connecting piece that, that links us to each other. As we pray for needs of others, rejoice in the thanksgiving of, of our companions, and collectively give God praise, we become bonded in ways that can only be accomplished through the power of the Holy Spirit. I encourage each of you to pray daily for Good Shepherd and the direction that God is leading us to ministry within ourselves and into the greater community. That brings us to community engagement. 
Community engagement is more than a, 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 more than a concept than anything else. It's the presence in the community that seeks to be Christ's hands and feet in a world that is craving purpose and belonging. When we are visible in the community, loving on folks and building relationships with our neighbors, we are being the hands of Christ to those who may have never met Christ before. Community engagement is more than just a one-time event. It's a way of life. It's a way that celebrates Christ's love for all people and provides opportunity for Christian action. I invite you to pray with me for the ways that God is is calling leading Good Shepherd to engage in the community in the name of Christ. Once we discern what those ways may be to enhance our community engagement, May we seek to build relationships with those that we encounter as we engage the community. Tradition. Tradition is is that foundation on which a future is built. We've not arrived at where we are today without the traditions that others have begun for us. We also have with with that comes responsibility to build new traditions for generations that follow Now, there's a fine line between doing things because we've always done it that way and tradition. Tradition is the living faith of the dead, according to Dr. Gregory Jones. Traditionalism, or doing the way things that we've always, doing doing things the way that they have always been done, that's traditionalism. It's a dead faith of the past. But if we're going to understand the Holy Spirit is, is leading Good Shepherd, We must embrace tradition and look for innovative ways to reach the several generations that have abandoned the dead faith of the past. I look forward to to learning about the traditions that are here at Good Shepherd and call on each of you to recall the living faith of those who have gone before us. May we be empowered to use those foundational faith traditions to move forward in the kingdom building God has planned for Good Shepherd's future. Hope. Hope is the anchor that secures our faith. Hope always awaits us and is present in the darkest of times. It allows our faith to grow as we cling to the hope that God is present with us. Hope is an energizing force that empowers the followers of Christ to step out into the unknown knowing God is already at work. We are guided in our faith because of the hope that God gives us. It is that hope that leads us into the future. I urge each of you to cling to the hope that the future of Good Shepherd United Methodist Church is bright and that a kingdom prosperity awaits. Next words, future. As we look into the signs pointing the way today, and the other way to tomorrow, we can look to the future. We don't know what tomorrow holds, or even if tomorrow will come. If the last two years hadn't taught us anything else, we, we haven't learned anything. But there is a future. What we do know is that God is already present in that future. We know that God is listening to our prayers, and that as we seek to do God's will, we all will find a future that glorifies God and that builds God's kingdom. In in the coming weeks, we're going to embark on a sermon series. I do a lot of series. I do some lectionary work, but I spend time connecting lectionary in, in sermon series. 
And this next series is called God's New Thing. We will explore this new thing that God is doing in the life of Good Shepherd. New things can be scary and we're going to recognize that. But we know that new things can also be exciting. I invite you to journey into the future with us as we discover what new thing God is doing and has in store for Good Shepherd. But as we move into the time of Holy Communion, may our prayer be that we will follow God wherever God leads us. May we come to the table with open hearts and open minds, knowing that God will meet us at the table to which we are all invited. May we seek to follow God's plans and not our own. One thing I adore about being a part of a loving family is there's always food when we gather. Any other family? But a family meal connects us to generations of the past and includes future generations as they find their place in the family. Fellowship around the table is energizing. It can be challenging, but it's always memorable. Christ spent a lot of his ministry encouraging his followers and and building relationships around shared meals and table fellowship. One of the reasons that we chose to have a combined service this morning is so that the entire family of Good Shepherd United Methodist Church, whether it's in person or online, can come together at Christ's table and begin our ministry together as one family. Christ invites us to this table it's Christ's meal. He invites the young, the old, the, the members, the visitors, whoever Christ invites to this table. This is Christ's table. It's not the table of United Methodist Church. It's not Good Shepherd's table. But it's Christ's table. And all are invited to take part of this holy meal. Come, enjoy this celebration. Celebration of Christ's life, death, and resurrection as we begin our future together as a family here at Good Shepherd. I invite you now to uh, turn to page 12 in your hymnal. The uh, liturgy will be on, that, in, on those pages. It will also be on the screen. And we're going we're gonna to give a few, little bit more of instruction this morning and a few differences than... We've still got the, the cups like you're accustomed to having. But we're going to come down what would be your center aisle, depending on which section you're in. You'll come down the center aisle. You'll take your bread and cup and just step back so that everybody's not breathing on everybody else's. But step back and take your bread and your juice while you're at the altar and go back to your seat. If you want to pause and pray, that's fine. But today, let's remain standing. We're, we're kind of playing with ways in which we can get back to where, where communion is normal for most of us. We're, but we're going, to, uh, we're going to do it that way for a while. But as you come, come knowing that Christ will meet you here. And I think there will probably be folks kind of judging. Just, just use your, your, your sense of spatial distancing. And if, if it looks a little crowded, just kind of hang out at your, at your places here until it's time and there's space at the altar. But let us join together. Christ the Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sins and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sins before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. 
we have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray in silence. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, Creator of heaven and earth. And so, with all your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts, in Jesus Christ, we give praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union for Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died. Christ Christ is risen. Christ Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by His blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, O my God, now and forever. Amen.
Let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for this holy meal. May it dwell within us so that we may serve you. Amen. Let's stand and sing our responding hymn, Here I Am, Lord. That's number 53 in your hymnal, or it will be on the screen as well. place. May we go knowing that you are already wherever we go. 
And may we answer your call by saying, Here I am, Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us give thanks and praise by saying, Glory be to the Father. Thank you.